When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Sitting in for Andy, Cassie Schrader. The Schraders have taken over the asylum. Stay tuned. We've got Jason Gowan and Jamie Kaler of the Parents Lounge coming up. Kristen Burt in second hour with entertainment news and more. You're listening to The Family with Tom Bernard. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. <laughs> By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. I've never seen you looking so bad, my funky one. Welcome back to the program. This is The Family. 
Tom Bernard. Tom and the family are off this week, taking a much-needed rest. Filling in is the Schrader family. Dave mm-hmm. Schrader, along with my wife, Cassie, we are here to uh, lend ourselves to the program and take you through the week. I'm excited because uh, my first guests today are good friends of mine from the Parents' Lounge. Comedian, actor, Jamie Kaler is here. Jamie, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, good to have you. Along with him, his lackey sidekick, uh, second banana, probably fourth banana, if I'm being honest, Jason Gowan. Jason, good to see you again, my friend. Really? Really, Schrader? <laughs> right out of the shoot, man. Comes guns blazing, hey, brother. you know, the, I've known you guys long enough that we can have a little fun. Speaking of which, Kaler, i got to ask you, with the relaunch of Saved by the Bell, how disappointed are you that they haven't asked you back? Um, I didn't sleep at all last night, dude. I, I <laughs> cried and I was online. I just watched old episodes and like Googled uh, the cast and stuff. And it was pretty, it's okay, pretty up Actually, I was in Saved by the Bell, the new class. I know, uh, but it's still a relaunch. And you played Kyle in episode Drinking 101. So for those of you. <laughs> <laughs> the one episode. <laughs> what do you Good mean? old Kyle. It was an important episode. It was. It was. It was. A life lesson. I thought Kyle well, is like the male equivalent of a Karen now. Is that correct? Is that the name they've settled on? No, it's Chad. Oh, Chad. That's, Chad that's is a female or male version of Karen. I gotcha. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize we decided that. Yes. Kyle is close. Yeah. He's right behind. Um, what's amazing is I didn't know the character had a name uh, until just now. <laughs> just now. Uh, he, I don't remember if there was a name on the script. Uh, my scene was with Sarah Lancaster. Mm-hmm. She was literally 14 years old i was 30 legitimately 30 years of age at the time it was one of my first credits i had just got out of the navy and moved to hollywood and uh my scene is she's crashing a frat party with college guys and um i am apparently kyle a frat guy who goes hey you want a beer to uh, 14-year-old Sarah Lancaster. And even as we shot it, I was like, wow, this is super creepy. <laughs> yeah, but listen, at least you played a college frat boy, unlike the cast of Welcome Back, Cotter, that were all well into their 30s and early 40s while playing high school students. <laughs> That's right. Or, uh, or uh, what's her name uh, from Greece, who was 35 when she shot it? 30- oh, Stocker Channing? Dr. Channing is like 36 years old when she shot Grease or something. Yeah. yeah. The entire cast she, looks like they're, uh, you know, five years away from their AARP. <laughs> it's, it's too bad they're not bringing me back, too, because Kyle's story, oh, my gosh. Like, he gra- he, he doesn't graduate, actually. He oh. tells his parents he graduated, but he's like 12 credits short, so he just fakes it. And um, then it goes horribly awry. He gets married, but then unfortunately comes out of the closet and uh it goes it goes um now he's living in soho he's an artist and he uh he works only in glass <laughs> i actually and i actually have one of his sculptures on my mantle yeah they're pretty great he blows glass for a living yeah. and it's uh it's pretty great that's great i'm glad that you fleshed out that one-time character to a full end jamie because that's, that's <laughs> didn't know how to name until today <laughs> we we want <laughs> Dude, we did it. We did a podcast one time where we go sequels nobody's asked for. Right. And I always like you see every rom com, right? Because mm-hmm. Jason and I were talking earlier, because like, we're married with kids. It's like I don't know how, as as you know, because you have forty two kids yourself. Yes. I don't know how anybody survives it. And then you watch some rom com, like we watched uh, Cocktail, and Tom Cruise fights for Elizabeth Shue. But at the end of the movie, she's about to have twins. He's managing a bar mm-hmm. in New York City. 
And we're supposed to believe they live happily ever after. When you know in the sequel, he's like a coke addict. He's hooking up with the waitresses. Like and it goes awry. Channing. There's no way. Twins, twins will drive you to it. Yes. Right? They will. They'll drive you right to it. Once the twins are born, and we're supposed to go like, oh, that was a happy-go-lucky movie. But I left it going, wow, that's a real tragedy. Those two people ended up together. She was rich with her father, and now she's living with a guy who runs a bar. Come on, this is a train wreck. It's not, it's it's the classic Romeo and Juliet story, just told through the lens of Tom Cruise's life. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember how Romeo and Juliet ends. Not the happiest of endings. <laughs> yes, no, it's it's not a feel-good movie of the season. No. No. Depends but on how you look at rom-com it. Should, I'd honestly feel better if every rom-com, like Sleepless in Seattle, just ends with they both die. Like, you go, <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. With Tom Hanks <laughs> and Meg Ryan. I think they tried that, and they called it yeah. Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, God. Oh. You've got mail and murder-suicide, and all of a sudden it's an HLN show. Yeah, like exactly. Rom-com, rom-com murders is what it should be called. Oh, my God. You know, all right, Jamie, I need your opinion on this, and I'm not meaning to leave you out on purpose, uh, Jason, but Jamie's um, – an actual actor, so I wanted to to pick right. his brain yeah. on this. Speaking of sequels that we've nobody needed but wanted, um, making the grade with Judd Nelson at the end of that movie, it very clearly on the state or on the screen states that they those two characters would be back in the next movie, and it never happened. I feel like I've got a lawsuit when when it's a contractual agreement put in print <laughs> on the screen, promising me a sequel. <laughs> Do you know, is there any credence uh, to this that I might have a lawsuit against, uh, I think it was Paramount? Promises were made. I was I was told. It was... <laughs> hey, how about History of the World Part 1? Where's Part 2, Mel Brooks? They're doing that. Lawsuits. Did you hear that? There's a History of the World TV series coming out. I heard I that. Heard they finally, they're finally stepping up to make it. Yeah. Well, because so- Mel Brooks has been alive since the beginning of history. He's the only one that can truly tell its story. He's the 2,000-year-old man, him and Carl Reiner. That's right. I, uh, I, I hung with Judd Nelson for a whole weekend. I, I hosted the GI Film Festival. and uh, Judd I was, is I was certain you were going to say you were in rehab or in a small jail cell in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> he's not a rehab. He's being he's polite. Like, he rents where he lives. I don't think he's a rehab kind of guy. He's, he's not, he doesn't have problems. Not a boy. He, he's, he's a cool guy, man. He's just very eccentric. And lives in his own world and is still the kid from the breakfast club. He was like, you know, he was like a, uh, he, his parents were well off. He was from Maine. He went to a private school. Like he was just, uh, he was the cool kid. He was like uh, Holden Caulfield from Catcher in the Rye where he's just like, he was that guy. And so we hung for the whole weekend and it was awesome. You're like, John Nelson's the man. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So he's a good guy, man. Super fun. Well, apparently, Jamie... Uh, this show has a broad, broad reach because I ask, do I have a lawsuit here? And we have an attorney calling in. <laughs> let's hear. Not just any yeah, attorney. Michael Bryant is here. Michael, do I have a lawsuit? Do you want to huh? represent me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Well, I just have to say happy birthday, happy Thank anniversary, you. and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. I, we appreciate all of those things. Uh, thank you, Michael. So, But the real question is, can I sue Judd, Judd Nelson and Paramount for their failure to provide me a sequel to Making the Grade once promised? <laughs> you 
you can, but I think it would get dismissed rather quickly. I, I don't think you would have either standing or they have a duty to you to provide that, that kind of entertainment. But when it says in writing on the screen, they will be back and they are not, that's a written contractual agreement between me and the entertainment industry. And I feel like they've not uh, led up to their uh, end of the bargain here. What was your consideration? Uh, I didn't consider it much until just now when I started talking to you. <laughs> and, and how do we know Judd's still alive? How do we know it's still not coming down the pike? Well, maybe that's it. Maybe this will force their hand to uh, like a direct-to-DVD or net, is DVD even a thing anymore? Maybe direct-to-Netflix will get the sequel, Making the Grade, and now we find out that Judd Nelson is pretending to be, um, I don't know, maybe a, a professor at the college that he once pretended to be a student at. I just think there's sequel-worthy material amongst this. Although with Judd's his career, in, you Judd's might have a small show. dinner theater at your house. I, I'm more than happy to take care of that. So uh, <laughs> the Schrader Dinner Theater will have Tom Bernard as our MC opening up. What would you serve Judd Nelson for dinner? <laughs> what wouldn't you serve Judd Nelson for dinner? Probably I'd, not spaghetti. Hmm. I'd give him a carton of smokes. I know that he likes that from the Breakfast Club. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What did he? And didn't he pull like? Didn't he pull like some weird lunch thing out during the Breakfast Club? Yeah, and I can't well, remember. I mean, that, he's an abused child. People. This is had, why like, lunch five is... million sandwiches. <laughs> five million sandwiches. Ralph Basham is now in studio, so you better watch your P's and Q's, Bradshaw. Bryant. Whoever you are. Yep. It wasn't the Bye. respectable Ralph Basham. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. The honorable thank you so much. Ralph Basham. Uh, Have you heard from Tim yet? Oh, no. Tim is not on today. Replacing Tim oh, okay. on the show today is Jamie Kaler and, and Jason That's Cowan. That's right. Okay. And how about is Kristen calling in this afternoon or yes, the second yes. hour? Yes, she will be. She'll be on in the second hour. Michael, uh, calling in to have a personal conversation here. So, uh, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? I forgot to text him the program (laughs) notes. Good Lord. (laughs) So, well, I just called in to say happy everything to you. Thank you, buddy. And, uh, you know, carry on. All right, you too, my friend. Take care. I'll take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy See, I, I think that's a prime example of why when you're watching uh, regular shows on television, yeah. they don't just take random call-ins in the middle. Oh, okay. well, we have Michael's another. actually part of the show. We have. Oh, no, I, I totally believe that. But uh, <laughs> you gotta you got to do some homework before you pick up the phone and dial. You can't just you can't just blatantly call. It's like me just calling in and going, I have no idea what's happening. But, hey, I just wanted to say happy birthday. Well, let's see what Polly has to say about it. But, yeah. All right, here we go. Polly? Who are you people? Why are you hijacking my show? <laughs> there it is. That's how you do it. Yeah, there's Polly. Polly, uh, we are simply here because uh, the the warden and family are out of town, and the prison inmates have taken over the asylum. So that's what's going on. Oh, really? Like, um, is it kind of like that movie about the guy that went out to the thing with the deal, and then they did that thing, and then the other people got mad, and then they went after the guy, and then then the guy got in trouble for it, but then he didn't get in trouble in the end. No, this is a lot that, more like Shawshank like Redemption. <laughs> I was going to say it's Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. We're or playing the, classical music. Or was it the guy, and then he threw a sink through the window and they all left? So yes. you, you were saying that Andy's, Andy's farts didn't ever make a sound again? That type of thing? That's, oh, well, wow. that was kind of weird. 
Kinda. <laughs> just kinda. No, that was a lot weird. Thanks for calling in. Have a happy Thanksgiving for uh, for you and your family. Let's uh, let's get back to well, what what time do we take breaks at here? I don't even remember. We have about ten minutes. Oh, we still have ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, wait, did you start? How are we gonna? What? Well, like you said, it's an irresponsible group here. We started <laughs> late. Bashroom who rolled in ten that, minutes that's, late. That's we're, right. We're well, the I, misfits. I had social responsibilities that, that uh, precluded my being here. I was unavoidably detained. I appreciate you being here anyway, Ralph. It's been a couple of years, so I'm glad that you're in. We're talking with uh, Jason Gowan, Jamie Kaler, hosts of the Parents Lounge. Wow. And uh, guys, it's been a very successful podcast. You've been doing well. How long? Well, you guys are about uh, eight, nine months into this podcast now? Ten months. Ten months. At least at this point, you guys are up to tens of listeners, so it's a good <laughs> anniversary mark for you. It's it's a strong five. What uh, you know, you guys have got a lot of great guests who've been coming on. I, I want to know from both of you and Jason. I'll start with you. What has been the most solid advice, parenting advice you've gotten, and from what celebrity? Okay, so I, I, honestly, my, for me, Richard Marks was the one whose whose advice I actually use all the time. And he had come on the show and said, you know, he had three boys as well uh, as as do I, and he had said. Make sure that when you're, you know, going somewhere, you're taking a trip, take only one of them at a time some of the time and spend that quality time and have that bonding time with each of them. And I have started to implement that. And it really has made a difference in that each of the boys really takes that in. They think that's really special. Jason in particular, he's the oldest, really loves that special time away from his brothers. Um, I don't particularly like taking the youngest one, but I still do it because I don't want to play favorites. But uh, <laughs> but, the, but the other two, it is a really special time with, and I, I am really finding that it's, it's making a difference. You know, the, the other positive thing about that is that the children that don't go then are also have special time in another way and they develop coping mechanisms to the fact that hey you're not involved all the time with every single thing that goes on in your life which is a positive healthy thing to have as well mm-hmm. you're not invited to all the parties you're not going to be involved in all the groups and all the discussions and everything like that and it's just a healthy thing to think i think it's a wonderful thing i and, agree and proves daddy doesn't love quite all of you the same <laughs> that's right that's what it burns down to and the Did, one the young one that you have trouble with jason just take him to the Kmart and let him ride on that little merry-go-round. He's very young. He's going to still think that's a special moment. <laughs> you also might want to consider darkness there. He wants a chariot with that's on fire with like flames. <laughs> what I, you know? What I want is I want I want those kids once they get a job to uh, you know, give daddy and mom a little taste. You know, yeah. if, you, if you, you know, taste <laughs> of that income, little t- little taste of the income. You know, you figure you, if you're going to be if you're going to be a good church member, many churches say fifteen percent tithing. I say, mom and dad get five, five percent, just a little taste. Ten percent tithing. What, you must be Roman Catholic. No, fifteen. No, fifteen. Really? Fifty. I believe. I believe certain churches fifteen percent. So you know, I just a little taste. No, five percent. Come on, back to mom and dad. Come on. Oh, maybe mom. Actually, mama should get it because she put she delivered them. She did most of that breastfeeding show. Mom would get get Wait, it all. Most of the breastfeeding. <laughs> And it a couple of times, Ralph. You know, whatever. You know, whatever. I, but they never would take to my nipple. <laughs> That's right. You tried. You tried. And you didn't know. You were always touching the side of their cheek or turning away. Oh, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. You know, I did that uh, for the trip thing because I've got, as Jamie pointed out, way too many children. I took my daughters on one trip to Disneyland oh, cool. and California cool. Adventures. And then I took my sons to Universal Studios and Magic Mountain. And uh, so it was my son, Nathan, and my son, Linus. And, you know, I'm like, 
this is a boys weekend we get to do what we want to do and my son goes can we even swear and I'm like as long as you don't tell your mom and I go why what do you want to say and I look at my older son Nathan and at the time he's like I want to say he's around 10 and that puts Linus at like about five and uh and Nathan goes I'm gonna say damn it and I'm like that's a good one that's a good one and I look at Linus and I go what did you want and he jumps on the bed and I swear to you, this is the string that comes out of his mouth. Effity, F, 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 mother effing, effity, F, F, F. And his brother and I stopped and just stared. And I go, whoa, you have officially used every opportunity to swear until you're 28. That's right. Or, or you know, have used them in the wrong context. You've used that word in the wrong context. It's not, the, it's not an adverb. But you know what? He Most ended, of the time. It, is, it can be. It can He be. did end it with the bender fist to the sky like the end of uh, – <laughs> breakfast club moment though so it was brilliant that's right uh, all right uh so kayla what's been the best piece of parenting advice you've gotten from listeners or even perhaps gowan which i find hard to believe but might have happened yeah you know, i've learned nothing from gowan <laughs> um but i will tell you dave keckner who was from anchorman and every tv show movie of every you know he's like whammy that guy dave yeah. keckner came on who has five kids and he, I thought he gave the best advice when he said, "I, uh, if I could go back, I would have never had kids." So I don't know <laughs> exactly what he meant, but I, since that interview, I have been desperately trying to solve the uh, time continuum puzzle to yeah. see if I could go back, and I don't. Um, Got to be careful though, because you might mess something up, and then you come back and just find out that your wife actually had quadruplets. <laughs> that's a great premise for a movie guy <laughs> goes back and he tries to like and 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 when he comes back he's like got more kids he's that's like that's right <laughs> just saying there's always a price to pay when you make a deal with the devil my friend that's right <laughs> that's funny Schrader. it just happened to him in real life and every time he came back there was just more kids yeah, that's how you know what's happening <laughs> they're like gremlins they just keep multiplying yeah, yeah. cheaper by the dozen back. remade yeah <laughs> And he, he can't figure out where the where the glitch is. It's a different <laughs> wife every time. And each time with a new wife, they have more children. He's That's like, right. Oh. Yeah, but I'm waiting until I settle with Kate Beckinsale. Then I'll take the 100 children. And, oh, well, everybody got painfully quiet. Kate, my wife's on the show with you. She knows Kate Beckinsale's my thing. Van Wilder's her. What's his name? That uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, whatever. Jason Statham, whatever his name is. See, we're allowed to have those moments. I mean, it used. To, I will say this, though, Kayler. Her celebrity crush used to be Kyle from Saved by the Bell, the new class. <laughs> yeah. But now that she's oh, wait, heard that he's, yeah, oh, now that she's heard he's come out of the closet and is a glass blower and Soho, she's <laughs> lost, lost her interest. I don't know. It's a toss up between Ryan Reynolds and Paul Rudd for me. That's interesting because Basham has the same crush. It's exactly Paul the same. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's a, have that sort of you know not quite sure which 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 way to go. It's the. <laughs> Ant-Man or Deadpool? Right. I don't which know. door do you open? Which door do you open? <laughs> we, we, I'll take door number two. <laughs> We're going to take a break in about two and a half minutes. When we come back, though, guys, uh, I want to talk about, because um, I know you're both entertainment geeks and you love this stuff, I want to talk about the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I know, Gowan, you've seen it. Have you seen it yet, Jamie? 
No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, we're going to spoil it for you when we come back. Uh, I'm going to tell you every detail of the movie. Oh, please do. I can't wait. No, but I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about family movies, family time. How much time is too much time in front of the screen? Some parents scream any time in front of the screen is too much. And I say, shut the hell up and sit down and let me parent my way. That's my answer. Uh, So we'll talk about uh, some of that. But... In the next two minutes, we've got with you guys, uh, you guys have had, like I said, uh, an amazing assortment of guest speakers. Gowan, obviously, riding the coattails of Kaler and seeing the kind of power this guy can pull in, who's blown you away as uh, as one of the most approachable and amazing celebrities you've had on the show so far? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I feel like Dave Kegner was super uh, approachable. Like, he started... He's not playing a character uh, on The Office with Todd Packer. Like, that's who he is. And he started just tearing me apart from the second he got on the show. And I was like, it was like I knew the the guy for like 10 years. Uh, You know, he even put like the way you bust my my stuff, Schrader, to shame. You can say balls on the air. I can? Okay. Well, yeah, he busted my balls terrible. I mean, just from the second... Uh, right out of the gate, it was it was uh, it was pretty crazy. With Larry the Cable Guy, it was pretty funny. Huh. <laughs> yeah. He really sold that interview, Kaylor. Yeah, Larry the yeah. Cable Guy. I thought uh, one of your first gets uh, talking about Larry the Cable Guy and having uh, comedians kind of uh, pop up on your show from the white collar, it's blue collar comedy to white collar is yeah. a totally different thing. That's what Basham was a part of. Yeah. Yeah, was having uh, Bill. Uh, Bill Ingvall mm-hmm. on the show. He yeah. was such a down-to-earth guy, and his his responses were not what I was expecting. It was great, and you guys have had him on a couple times now. Yeah, he's a good cat. I used to open for those guys on the road, oh, and actually, I was a member of the blue-collar comedy, The Next Generation. Uh, it was ill-fated and didn't last long. <laughs> Did you play Kyle in that as well? <laughs> Uh, I played Kyle, um, but it was Justin McKinney, John Caparulo, Reno Collier, and myself. And we did a couple shows. Um, it was super funny, actually. We did a show in Arizona, and they were trying to build the next one. So Bill came, flew out, and we, he introed us. And they were like, hey, be clean. Be squeaky clean. Don't, you know, don't swear. So, you know, I, we're not big swearers, but I, uh, you know, I had to pull everything out. Couldn't even, I had to say poop. Couldn't say the S word or whatever. And, uh so all three of us get up, and Caparillo gets up and closes, and every other word is F. And I was like, dude. And that was the last show we did. That was the last show. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Caparillo, a- what are you doing? They told you not to swear, you lunatic. We have to take a quick break. We'll come back from the parents' lounge. Jason Gowan, Jamie Kaler, Ralph Basham in studio, Cassie and me, Dave Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard right here on The Family. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. 
Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit saberheating.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We're back. This is The Family. Tom Bernard sitting in for Tom. I'm Dave Schrader. Sitting in on this short week. Joining us from the Parents' Lounge podcast, we have Jamie Kaler, Jason Gowan. You can also see Jamie Kaler on Tacoma FD. And uh, I know you were on the show a couple months back promoting that, that uh, the show's back. Um I wanted to talk about the new Ghostbusters movie because I, I felt, you know, we just had a chance to see this on Saturday night. And this was, to me, a very family-friendly movie. I heard it was scary and all these bits, but I didn't find it to be particularly scary, but but a hell of a ride. And uh, were, were you a fan of the Ghostbusters franchise, Jamie, or are you one of those holdouts who, who won't see it like the Star Wars trilogy? <laughs> no, of course I love I loved Ghostbusters. I love Bill Murray, and uh, yeah, I mean... I remember seeing it at the movies when it first came out. I loved it. I haven't seen the new one yet, but that's just because I have two little kids and I haven't been out uh, yet. But, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. So I, I, I'm glad to hear the new one's good, and I'll, I'll go see it soon. How about you, Gowan? What did you think of it? Honestly, I took Jace. He's five. There was a little, I wouldn't say scary parts, but he was a little tense at five, much in the same way I was with the originals at the same age. And he was so excited when the kids, you know, break out the Ghostbusters equipment. Like, it, you can see he was living through those kids. Right. And, um, 
you know, there's a really fam family like driven story at the core of it. And so for me, I got a little misty eyed in a few parts and like I held his little hand. And so there was this, it was this big full circle moment because I, I had gone to see that movie, you know, with my grandparents when I was little. And so then here I am with my kids. And so, I mean, it was, it just, it had just the right amount of, you know, comedy and nostalgia. And it was just, a, it was a great ride. I thought it was a really fun movie. I thought it just took a little too long to build up. I, I wish they would, you know, if they pared it down by about 15 to 20 minutes, I think it would have been really a great, I, I guess, I don't want to say reboot, but that that's what this is, right? It's a sequel reboot of the series, uh, paying a lot of honor to the original. Um, but that was my only complaint with this movie, is I just thought it was maybe about 15 to 20 minutes too long, or there just wasn't enough action to keep those slower movements uh going forward for me but watching this do you think that it's do you think that they've hung the series on really kind of four teenagers and paul rudd maybe that's a little too young for the next generation of ghostbusters to come in i've thought about that but without giving too much away they also opened it up with one of the originals to right. so i think maybe he's you know that you will see him again uh but uh, i i yeah, it was a little, you know, how, I'm not going to allow, you know, 10-year-olds to come in or teenagers to come in and bust ghosts in my house. Well, they can't be any worse than the original Ghostbusters were, tearing up hotels and buildings left and right, right? <laughs> but uh, I do think, reading, I don't know if you guys saw this in the news, Ghostbusters, they're looking at turning it into a TV series. Here's the problem. Okay. Ghostbusters was hung on established unbelievable talent the right. first one mm -hmm. and they've tried to reboot it and it ain't the same because they don't have that same talent even guest appearances don't do it mm -hmm. so so these kids they're trying to push these kids into this role but these kids have no special talent they haven't been on saturday night live they haven't had this depth of experience that the original ones had so just like the one that they did with women I mean, it, it it just didn't doesn't work. So and that this was is, a, that so was this a is, shame. I felt the female cast was a good cast, yeah. but the fact was that they just gave them a crap story. And, and Agreed. I agree with that. So and I would just say, however, it's a dead it's a dead series. Although with this Ralph, this I will say this movie is really good. Okay, it really pays homage to the original. It gives a lot of heart. It gives a good sense, and I can see that this could be used as a springboard to a TV series. Yeah, um, but. With that said, I, I get where you're coming from, and I kind of feel like maybe they're trying to adhere too much to the It and Stranger Things audience by oh, having okay. a much younger cast. Stranger Things vibe to it. Right. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah and sense. they've got one of the stars of Stranger Things. What's his name? Wolfhard Richter. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Finn, yeah. yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Wolfhard Richter. That used to be his name. <laughs> that was. A, that's, yeah. yeah, That it, he, he works in a different industry. Everyone's just boring the most important part of this story, and that is Dave's patience level. Because I just love that Dave was like, I don't know, it's 20 minutes left, and I was like, done, no, got it. No, no, that the end is the best part to me, the, the last 20, so 25 minutes of the movie. middle 20 then? Yeah, yeah there was like just... That? It Cassie, was, is Dave like that in life? Or yeah, yes, he like, has no patience at all. And he's like, cut to the end, I got it. Yeah, it's... That she's gonna, I know what it you're trying to do. went to the grocery store, some stuff happened, cut to the end, what just, happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kind of like I am in bed, I just get right to the end. I figure, it's cut a out race. the middle man. It's a race. 
Hey, I made him a birthday cake the night before his birthday, and I had to give him a piece the night I made it. She before... means of cake, just let me be clear about that. <laughs> yeah, of his cake. He's so impatient. Words. This is he an had... adult show. He didn't a even want candles. He just like, I want the cake. You can't <laughs> eat candles. And I tried, but they're hard to pass. Yeah, they're, they're not like wax lips. They're just no. not, you know, if they could have wax lip candles, then we'd have something. Sign me up. Ralph, you're a genius. Let's quit this business we're in. This, this is our ticket out. Our ticket out. I took it out of this hell. Yeah. And <laughs> out of here. Remember the little wax bottles yeah. used to bite the oh, tip oh, off? No, no, yeah. How about if Bottoms we put up. liquor in those? Oh. Dave, as a guy who makes a living talking, basically, uh-huh. as as we all do, do you find yourself when you're like talking to somebody who doesn't, who who's not capable of telling a story, do you find yourself just going, pick it up? Yes. That's extraneous information. You're, yes. We had a guy on the show. Recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a guy on the show. So we did a big, we uh, we kind of have a sponsorship thing with 16600, this vineyard. And this guy came on and everybody was telling their um, first drinking stories. And people came on and told crazy stories. And then this one guy called in and he came on the show and he told the worst story where he was like, uh, I was so drunk, I had to put a foot on the floor and the room was spinning. I go, that's everybody's drunk story. So everyone in the room ended up rewriting his story for him. And we, and we called it Fix a Story. So now we have people come on and when they, we have wow. them tell a terrible story and then we fix it for them. And then they can take that story for the rest of their life and share it and be the hit at every cocktail party. You, you know, your altruism underwhelms me. <laughs> <laughs> what an altruistic thing to do! What a Just wonderful... trying to help help storytellers one at a time. That's what <laughs> That's right. You're healing the healing the storyteller. I what I love is that I actually had a brutal experience with this when I first moved to the Twin Cities. We used to have a thing called Open U, the learning annex, where you could take these classes and such. And they had a ghost tour in Minnesota, a Minneapolis. It was a three hour bus tour. And they would take you out. It's a ghost tour. See the most haunted spots in the Twin Cities. Hear the fascinating stories behind them. So we get on the bus. And I'm um, with a date. And we meet with this great group of people in the back of the bus. And this is the way they would tell a story. So as we come up and we're approaching this bridge, there was a man walking his dog below this bridge on a misty, rainy night when a car careened out of control, lost control, blew over the railing and landed on the man and his dog, killing them instantly. Our next stop is up the road. <laughs> and we all just looked at each other, and I'm like, and every story was like that. It's like, then Ralph Basham walked into the bar, the bar. and somebody opened fire, killing him, him immediately. immediately. Our next stop. Yeah, and, and we're all like, this is, is this a horrible tragedy tour? The, you know, the magical tragedy tour? Or is this a ghost tour? So we spent the rest of the time between this stop and the next giving an ending to that story that satisfied our group. And we're all laughing and having a great time at the, at the back of the bus. Everybody in the front of the bus is like, what in God's green earth is going on? This is the worst tour in the history of tours. And when we got off, they're like, please rate and review us. And I'm like, I don't think you want us to do that. Have you ever actually told a story before tonight? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, you didn't tell but four ghost stories on a three-hour tour. Make up an ending. Give us something that sounds ghostly. Telling me that a car careened off and killed. Now tell me that on moonlit nights... When the, when the sky is right and there's a small mist in the air, people will often hear the sound of a dog barking wildly and a man screaming as the sound of a car careens off of this bridge. And people mm-hmm. have seen right. the, the mess that was left behind. <laughs> the dog is now walking the man. <laughs> you know, I see because it's all mixed up. That's a story. You know, yeah. you know, 
You made me tingle in all my right places. <laughs> right there. Right. Yeah, there you go. You got to turn it into a story. I agree. That's just, yeah. Oh, man. If I'm, although poor Winnie, she's uh, she's a very uh, eloquent storyteller with way too many details for me, Kaler. Way oh. too many details. That's the opposite extreme where you're like, it's like when the people tell those old school jokes. Yeah. You, you know, everyone, you, you basically know the punchline in the first seven seconds and then they go, but then he went in again and he did it one more time. We, go, we all know what's coming, bro. We got yeah. it. We got it. The worst, Dave, do you get like this after like a show? People come up and then they go, I, I got I got a story for you. And I just stop them and I go, no, you don't. That's a story for you. Keep it. I don't want to hear it. Brother. <laughs> well, Keep it. You know, you see that, uh, you know, see that when you go, you go to the Internet, say, I want to eat a recipe for X. I need a recipe for braised short ribs. And you go there and you pull up this recipe. Oh, this is this is a recipe that my great great aunt would make all the time when I was three years old, and I have such great, you know, on and on oh, yeah. and on and on. You know, all you want's the recipe. All, all you want is like three lines of a recipe, but no, they have to spin some story in this beautiful. Oh, it just is the absolute idiocy. So there's, stupid. You really like if you like recipes. There's a guy on TikTok who does like a two minute recipe, and he always goes to these old timey recipes. Oh yeah, yeah. For desserts, and the guy's hilarious, but he does everything super fast. And he's like, "Today we're going to be making pop tart caramel cake tort. This sounds like a sugar heart attack waiting to happen. First, you need two eggs. Bam! And then he's like, just throwing it, and then he mixes it up, and it's always some horrible sounding." concoction that when he gets done he's like wow this is really good and well, that's it oh, yeah. of course it's always good well, yeah, no he, not always there's a couple he's said really kind of shit the bed but well, it's, what he likes to do is take recipes like they had during the great depression because people didn't have a lot of money so they tried to create foods out of what they had so like they he made like these potato donuts and they were delicious but yeah he does those quick recipes it, and i love it yeah i wasn't i wasn't happy about the tuna casserole jello mold that no that no you guys you know what made me laugh as you were talking about like you put out on Facebook or something. Go, hey, I need I need a refrigerator repairman. Anybody got a recommendation for a refrigerator repairman? And of course, everyone writes this crazy story. But a lot of people just like the post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, like, hey, Tom liked this post. Tom was going by and go, Jamie's looking for someone to fix his refrigerator. I like that. <laughs> More people need no to be comment, open about their refrigeration needs. Oh, I'm going to hit like, the care emoji now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I care about you and your refrigerator. You know what, you though? They've know. actually, I don't know if you realize this, because of the algorithms on Facebook, they've helped you. Because the more likes you get, the the more open the valve turns so that it shows it to more of the people in your Facebook friends list. Because if nobody likes it within the first two minutes, it basically falls away. Mm -hmm. It just, it's like, uh, it never, it's like a mother-in-law's advice to you. It just quickly evaporates (laughs) into the air. Um, So the more people that like it, there's a bigger chance somebody that might actually have a good refrigerator repairman uh, idea for you, Jamie, will be shown. So that's why I always like every post I put up and everybody's like, you're so arrogant. Why do you like your own posts? I'm like, because I'm using this for promotion. And the more likes you get, the more people get it promoted to. So see, they're doing you a favor. I've taught you a little something. Hey, as soon as Skynet takes over consciousness they're going to figure out they're going to go Schrader liked his own post kill him <laughs> he knows My, I'm pretty sure not, that the robots uh, aren't stupid brother they know you liked your own post yes well the fact that uh, my computer knows that I watch reruns of uh, Saved by the Bell the next class <laughs> is enough reason to want to kill me anyway please your computer knows all the things you look at buddy don't <laughs> <get your job. laughs> also for me 
are you, J- Jason? It's time to upgrade from the tin can and string microphone. <laughs> You're what's going on, buddy? Are you okay? Are you in a basement? Are you? No, I. I think I had my finger over the microphone. <laughs> That's some radio Professional podcaster Jason Gowan. <laughs> well, that bodes well because we have a show tonight. Our show tonight for the Parents Lounge, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. East Coast time. Um, that bodes well, Jason. We'll, we got, we'll get that sound fixed before tonight. <laughs> Who's your guest tonight? Tonight? Wow. Yeah. Peter Brady. Claire Kramer from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Bring It On. She's been our uh, our house mom for a while. And Kate Mulligan, another uh, hilarious mom comic, is coming on. So we do a little The View. We do a parental view um, on Tuesdays. We keep trying to get you guys back on, Schrader, but you're, uh, you're too busy. When you um, asked about guests, you were honestly one of our greatest guests of all time. I appreciate that, guys. I do. And I'll be back now that I'm done filming. You're always welcome. We love having you on. And nobody knows more about having 75 children than you do. I actually know very little about it. I'm there for just about three minutes of sweat time, and then uh, the woman always does the rest of the work, to be honest with you. The, the woman. Equity. You love being called the woman, by the way. Yeah, the woman. <laughs> no, I said the women. I've, I have multiple ch- options there That's uh, right. with the motherhoods of my children. So, <laughs> I'm like an NBA player with no money or skill. That's right. The missuses. You're, you're just a sprinkler, just shooting your gun <laughs> apple seed. Yes. Random I, sprinkler. Yeah. Stay like away from that sprinkler. I'm like the unholy sepulcher at a church. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it's more. I think more like this. It's more like whatever. Well, it's more. It's more like where they put the. What's what is it? What's it called? The spr- the sprinkler. The, the, the specter. That's a spe- that's said, a specter yeah. that that's a specter that has the, the holy water in it. Yeah. This uh, now I can't think of the word. Specter. Spe- no. I, I just said it a second ago, and now you've changed my scepter. thoughts. On it. The spec- no, the it's not scepter. It's and I, it's not speculum. But related. Sepulchre. Sepulchre. That's what that's it's called. The sep- Holy Sepulchre. Yes, it's that like one with the ball that sprinkles okay. holy water. Um, an evil worldwide global domination unit called Spectre. <laughs> it's the glorified water bottle. Let's just put it that way. And it's in quality H2O. <laughs> and what's the other thing with the with the smoke and the burning incense? It's Mr. Catholic. Incense burner. Incense burner. <laughs> Let me help you with that one, Ralph. Anytime you ask what's that thing with the incense in it, Incense burner. burner. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Talk to me about uh, screen time. What What is your take on this? And you know, it always seems to me it's the parents that have one child, and that child's usually well behaved or on heavy doses of like Ritalin <laughs> that they don't think that their kids need screen time. I've been a firm believer in allowing the TV to raise my children since I began parenting in 1988. Where do you guys stand on that? Oh, I'll let them take completely over. Uh, <laughs> if we just have them, uh, I want contacts that just beam it directly into their eyes. Just, just <laughs> a stream of media pumped into their little brains so that I can have just maybe five to ten seconds of quiet every day. Mm-hmm. What about you, yeah, Jamie? I love, I love when people have schedules like it's an hour a day or it's this or that. It's like, dude, it goes by my schedule. If I'm if I'm feeling good and want to be involved, I'll read some books with them. If I'm having a bad day or I'm hungover, I'm like, uh, it's a screen time day. So it, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the child. It ha- it's, I think it has to do with the parent, really, and the parent's inability to be able to be with the child at that time and just to go. I love when people give us grief in a restaurant. 
where I'm like, I give him my phone, right, to watch YouTube slime videos or something while we're eating. And parents give us dirty looks. And you know me, I just go, what? What? Would you rather they were yelling and throwing crap at you? Just shut up. Yes, they're, <laughs> they're watching rainbow unicorn poop slime. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't care. Get over it. But maybe as parents, we need to be more respectful of the things they watch. Because listen, I think it's funny when parents complain that the school should be teaching more important things like how to balance your checkbook, parenting, things like that. That really kind of falls under the realm of, I think, things that we as parents should teach our children. We should really make time once a week to sit down and teach them things like balancing checkbooks and paying bills and what it's like to be an adult because they're not. And, and I'll tell you what, this generation. Oh, man, do I sound old. Ralph. Yeah. I sound old. Yep. This generation, uh, I, these uh, kids uh, in their rock and roll music, uh, they don't understand what the world's going to be like. The transistor no. radio. <laughs> <laughs> these talking pictures i think like what here's my thought and this is it if you want to teach kids why it's important to save set them down and let them watch tiger king uh-huh. and point to every member of the crew and go this is why it's important to save your money <laughs> this is because you don't need to live in a trailer in oklahoma in somebody's backyard where they're feeding like rotted meat to themselves <laughs> and the tigers yeah this is an important life lesson. So showing them these shows, but explaining to them above the car wreck uh, audacity of it, why these are important shows to watch. Yeah. This is what happens <laughs> to people that make bad choices. Yes. And spoiler alert, you won't get your arm ripped off. Yeah. N- not usually. Not usually. Yeah. You don't say, Ugh. yeah. There's always that kid that tries to catapult himself over the backyard fence and uh, <laughs> catches an arm on the, oh. the top of it. Gowan knows what I'm talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen to the crickets chirp. No, he's talking. Uh, is he, take your finger off the microphone, Jason. <laughs> yeah, we've lost Jason. Uh, I, can you hear me now? Yes, kind of. And he's gone. Kayla, I'm on my phone. To- Kayla, it's time to look for a new host, co-host <laughs> with you. See, do you see now what I got to deal with all the time? Do you feel it? The energy I, in the it's room? It's painful. It's painful. I mean, when you said lackey sidekick at the top of the show, I, who knew how true it was? I mean, you really, I did. I've known him for 15 years. Crazy. <laughs> Hanging on by a thread, that kid. Just a thread. Yeah, I do, um, I, I do love the advice from parents that have little to no children. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're right. You're at this point where no decision is the right decision. If you let kids just cry it out, you're a horrible parent. If you distract them with something shiny to keep them quiet, you're a horrible parent. There's no correct answer. Well, let me century. ask you this, because mm-hmm. here's what happens. And there is a bit of a, a double standard because, you know, we, the runny joke is if my wife's at Target and the kids are running around like lunatics, they're like, oh, my God, that terrible mother, right? She can't control her kids. But if a dad's there when the two kids are running around like lunatics, everyone goes, oh, look at him doing the best he can. <laughs> you know, right. it's, a, it's a total double standard. But I will say that I don't care about what people think. And that is a wonderful skill to have and I would advise everyone to have it. And to, you know, be logical and do your best choice. I always tell my kids, I'm like, do your best. That's all you can do. I I can't ask anymore. If you do your best, that's it. And so the same way with parenting and my wife will like, we had, uh, we forgot the next door neighbor's birthday party like a couple weeks ago. And uh, we just forgot about it. But I didn't know about it. My wife only had the email, so I didn't know. And then, of course, she lit me up and said, wouldn't it be great if you took care of stuff like this? I go, well, had you sent me the email, I would have. Huge fight. She makes up an elaborate lie 
You, oh, you guys aren't going to believe what happened. You know, there was a meteor strike. We, you know, we got <laughs> kidnapped Thank by chug, cannibalistic humanoids, underground dwellers, and I was trapped, and I couldn't. I talked to the father, like, seconds later. I was like, dude, we forgot. We have kids. We forgot. I'm sorry. We we tried the best we could, and we went over and celebrated the kid's birthday a little bit later, but we forgot, and we missed the birthday party, and that happens. My wife didn't sleep that night. She was a mess. I can't believe we forgot the birthday party. I go, get over it, man. It happens. We're doing the best we can. We're all hanging out by a thread. Relax. And there, so and there's some of the best parental advice is that these minor little decisions that people make, oh, whether your kid watches TV a little bit more, whether your kid runs around a little bit more, whether they scream too much, whether you give them a little too much sugar, that's not the problem that's making bad kids that are making terrible, horrible decisions that are in the prisons. That ain't the problem. That ain't the problem. So you have to really forget about some of those things, and you make the decision, do your best you can, boom. I think it's a great, great advice. I Couldn't like agree it. more. Total agreement with that. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, if I teach my kids empathy – and to be caring of others and to be good people, you know, everything else will fall into place. And not stand in front of the TV during Monday Night Football. That's the other important well, lesson they should well, learn. You want to you get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt. You want to get hurt. <laughs> All right, Jamie Kaler, Jason Gowan, the Parents Lounge. Uh, promote it again real quickly, Jamie. When is it on? When can people hear you? Where can they find you? Uh, uh, Facebook, uh, The Parents Lounge, uh, YouTube, Jamie Kaler. Uh, the show is every Tuesday night live because we encourage people to comment and ask questions. Uh, and you can see it at all these different places. But uh, I would say just Google The Parents Lounge. And, uh, Jason, am I saying this right? I'm terrible at advertising. I'm terrible at promoting. No, you did fine. You got all, you got all your bases covered. And yeah, you did it without your finger over the microphone. Yeah, but the show is live every Tuesday night, and uh, it's pretty fun because people comment along and ask questions, so it's it's all in the moment. And uh, who do we have on who didn't know it was live? Actually, Keckner, I don't think, knew it was live. And he went Yeah, and he started rail. making fun of our people in our audience. Oh, my God. And he got filthy, filthy, dirty. And then we're like, dude, you know we're live. Like, <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? That was <laughs> and he thought Jamie was kidding. He's like, it's not live. We'll just cut this out. And we're like, no, it's live. It's happening right now. People are commenting like, like what? One girl walked in and the first she goes, wow, I came in at the weird point. The first line I heard was bag of semen. And I was like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's Keckner. <laughs> oh, my God. Check that out, out in the archives. Guys, thanks a lot for joining us. Stay safe. We will talk to you soon, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Love you, brother. Hey, guys, come back on our show, will you please? We miss you. You got oh, it. For sure. You got it. All right, All right stay tuned. We've got more of the family with Tom Bernard. I'm Dave Schrader filling in. Kristen Burt next right here on the program.